This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. Alan Chipnuck covers the game for Golf Magazine and Golf.com. Alan was at the PGA Championship last week, and a pleasure to welcome Alan, Alan Chipnuck to the Augusta Golf Show. Hello, Alan. Thanks for having me. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Um, give the listener a little idea of what it was like, a major championship under those conditions. Well, I think that uh, it was great on TV. You know, you, you could feel the tension, the fact that we had such a stellar leaderboard, seven guys tied in early in the back nine. I mean, it was, it was uh, the, it's, if you're watching on TV, I think it felt like almost any other major. You could see in the players' faces how much it meant. Yeah, Jim Nance uh, intoning gravely about every shot, and um, it felt right. You know, for those of us who are on the ground at Harding, uh, it's a little bit of a whiplash where you're, you're watching on TV, and, you, and then you'd step out the tent, to, to the press tent, to go out and watch golf, and all of a sudden it was like very flat and very weird. Um, so it was definitely a dichotomy. Um, I, you know, professional sports right now is really a, a TV product, and in that regard, I thought the PGA was, was fantastic. But if you're at Harding Park, it definitely had a different feeling in the air. Um, but, you know, for the players, they've grown somewhat accustomed, somewhat accustomed to life inside the bubble. And there was much more of a build-out at, at the PGA with the big, the big tents and other infrastructure. And so I, I think they felt the magnitude of it uh, because even without the fans, there was a lot more um, pomp and circumstance on the ground. So it was, it was an interesting week for sure. You know, along those lines, Alan, you say you went out and watched some golf. Compared to the first eight, nine weeks we've, we, we've been watching the PGA Tour back after the, after the stop, there were a lot of people out there on the golf course. Yeah, I mean, when Morikawa put it out there, there was probably 200 folks around the green, mostly volunteers and marshals who, uh, you know, on, on the preceding, they were on the front nine, all the play had gone through, and they, they just kind of hung around. And there was reporters, and there were swing coaches, and there was, there was enough hangers-on to, <laughs> to give it a little atmosphere around 18 green. But the rest of the course was pretty deserted. I mean, um you know, Bryce and DeChambeau and Patrick Reed were playing together, which was a very spicy duo. And I went out and watched them for parts of the back nine. And it was, they had two people following them. You know, each, it was uh, each of their basically swing coaches were, were hoofing it. And that was it. You know, <laughs> uh, if it had been a regular, even a regular tour event, let alone a, a PGA championship, you know, that the crowds would have been substantial for that duo. So it was just, um, it, it's just the new normal. Uh, I, you have to take the good to the bad. I mean, I think overall the PGA was, was an A-plus, and uh, um, it's about as, as good as you could hope for it in these unusual times. So so there will be some people that will add Colin Morikawa's name to a list of, of the next great players. Might, might this kid deserve it? Well, <laughs> the short answer is yes. I mean, he's, he's got it all. He's got a beautiful golf swing. Um, he's got a great short game, as you know we saw with the hole out and, and that really clutch putt on, on 16. But more than that, he's just such a composed old soul. You know, he really um, he really has the mental aspect of it down, and that's that's a huge part of it. 
his his swing coach is more of a performance coach, and they've really um, focused on um, how to play your best and not not get bogged down by the technical aspects and and just play with freedom and play with happiness. And you can see it more at Cal. You know, he, he's always got that great smile. He's chatting with his caddy. He looks relaxed out there, even at the most tense moments. And I, I think. You know, he doesn't have the the brooding intensity of a Tiger Woods. He doesn't have kind of the he doesn't go blank like a Dustin Johnson. I mean, he's kind of right in the middle where he's still a human, but he's found a way to to lock in when it really matters. And it's um it's really great to watch. I mean, he's he's I think he's cracked the code. So I, uh, you know, he's he's not he's not as long as as some of the other guys the top ten in the world ranking, but. When you when you're the most precise player on the tour and you can putt, I mean that game travels. There's not a golf course on the planet he's not well suited for. So it's gonna be really fun to see how he builds on this. We're talking with Alan Shipnuck here on the Augusta Golf Show. Everything you just said is that what makes him different from from some of the other crop of young players? Yeah, of course. I mean, there's so much talent in the game, and you walk up and down the range. There's so many guys. You just think that. Um, you know, they have to be top five in the world, the way they swing the golf club. But the ability to perform, uh, you know, when it really matters, that, that's, that's a skill and that, that's a, a talent. Um, and then to deal with all the other distractions and, and all the complications of modern tour life, that's a, that's a new talent. Um, you know, he just, Morikawa is just a, a really mature um He's just a really mature kid, and he has a very high golf intellect. Uh, so but those are the differentiators. Uh, you know, there's there's so much physical talent in the game, and there's a lot of guys that hit it farther than he does. But uh, he has that it factor, and it's hard to teach. It's hard to put your finger on it, but he has it. Who else do you think distinguished themselves last week? Well, I thought, I thought that was, a, you know, Matt Wolf played fantastic on mm-hmm. Sunday. He made, made a great charge. Uh, for the first time, his first major of his life, you know, it was really, um, really impressive stuff. Um, and, you know, he, he came out in the same class as Morikawa, uh, but he's almost two full years younger. And so he, he's not quite as polished as the new PG championship winner, but I uh, give him two years. It's going to be really fun to see where, where, where that kid is. He just, um, uh, I love everything about Matt Wolf. He, he's just—he's fun to watch. He's a fun personality. Just the athleticism and the the idiosyncrasies in his golf swing, I think, attract fans. And uh, so, it really polished performance by him. I mean, you have to tip your cap to Bryson. It was by far his best finish in a major championship. He's remade his body, his swing, and his game, and. Um, it's certainly well suited for everyday tour events where there's not much penalty for missing a fairway. You can just kind of play caveman golf, but uh, Harding Park was a different test. I mean, with the rough, the narrow fairways, and uh, those greens aren't small, but a lot of them are angled, and and if you're out of position, they're really hard to hit. And so, for Bryson, you know, to to contend to the bitter end, that's a big step forward for him. Uh, you know, he just didn't he didn't quite get it done, but it's really a performance to build on. You know, Paul Casey, he he played beautiful golf on Sunday. He just got beat by two strokes from someone who played a little bit better. Sometimes you just have to tip your cap and say, you know, that's golf. But when you're Paul Casey and you're 43 years old, you now have more starts than any other active player without a major championship victory. Yeah, it's bittersweet. You know, it gets harder and harder to 
pull out the silver lining. But uh, he's one of those guys who's always been so good. It was hard to imagine he would end his career without a, without yeah. winning a major. And uh, maybe this is the beginning of one last run, and you know he'll pull a Darren Clark or um, you know just kind of find a way to do it. So uh, it was fun to watch him play. I mean, he he looks very calm and composed, and there's a lot of freedom in his golf swing. So. I think those are the guys, you know, those are the guys. And even Cam Champ, who didn't play as well on, on Sunday, um, again, you know, he, he's a young guy who had never had a taste of it before in a major championship. And I think that was really something to build on for him. So there were, there were a lot of winners, even though only one guy got to hoist the trophy. You know, you mentioned Paul Casey's age. So we'll talk about Tiger for a second. This might have been the tournament, Alan, and I and I and I really want to see him do great things, continue to do great things. But this might have been the tournament when when I thought to myself, you know, he maybe he's going to be the last one to know he can't hang with those kids anymore. Just just the same way the old guard couldn't hang with him. That's that's just the feeling I got watching him play. Yeah, I I always felt like this PGA Championship was going to be more about the future and building towards Wingfoot in Augusta. You know, for for Tiger to play one real tournament in in five months because of obviously coronavirus. Also, don't forget he was having back issues before that. Um, it even the great Tiger Woods, and we know how mentally tough he is, and um, all of that. It, it you need you need the reps to be tournament sharp, especially going to a really exacting set up like Harding Park. So uh, the fact he made the cut was a small victory just because it gave him more reps. Play, built a little momentum on Sunday with, with a pretty good round. and um, I think that was enough. You know, there was a lot of concern of how his back would do in the, in the cold weather, but, you know, Tiger was among the leaders in driving distance, which uh, it's not his game anymore, but uh, the fact that he was moving it out there pretty good, that, that was an encouraging sign. So I think... Um, I don't put too much stock in if, if he if he's bottom of the pack at Wingfoot and at, at Augusta, then then I think it's time to be concerned. I mean, mm. clearly he can't he can't prepare the way he wants to, and um, so he's always to some degree going to be show up on the first tee just trying to find it, and he never did at Harding. But as, as we get more, you know, this is really the meat of the season now. He'll play a few FedEx Cup events. He'll, he'll show up at the U.S. Open a lot more uh, game ready and hopefully he can carry that to the masters. So um, I think the sample size is too small to write them off, but um, how, the, how the next few months go, I think will tell us a lot. He is Alan Shipnuck again, writes for golf magazine, writes for golf.com. Um, Alan, thank you for, thank you for saying yes to this. Thank you for taking the time to do this. And I appreciate it. We'll talk again. Okay. Anytime. Thanks for having me, John.